The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The world is spun so far off that we'll need the web telescope. Uh, when he breaks the fourth wall. It's funny that you say Timothy Chalamet because this kid was kind of playing Chalamet's character in Don't Look Up. It's a horror show. It's a reality show. And I'm just so excited to see something I am not expecting. Welcome to the big stream. My name is Kyle Coster. I'm here with Stephen Douglas live via an undisclosed location as he is on vacation with his family. But he told me before he left that he would not miss a recording talking about the rehearsal. I'm beginning to think that this is his favorite show on television. Am I accurate about that? Yes, 100%. When I, I said last week that I, I would blow up i would i left my family unattended at a beach to record this because i just knew that something nuts would happen and i had no idea what it was and i was 100 percent correct that something absolutely wild would happen something i never could have predicted in a million years that's where the show went as we talk about the commonalities and the differences between the rehearsal which is performance art and essentially scripted reality television, which is going on in the other room right now as my wife watches The Bachelor. And that phrase that you said really hits home. They always promise something you'll never expect. The most shocking twist and turn that has ever been conceived by man is going to be happening after the next commercial break. This show dispenses with any type of expectation settings and actually does the work. My viewing experience, I can tell you my in-laws were here and my mother-in-law was on the couch and asked me what this show was about. And my wife and I spent a good 10 minutes trying to put it in perspective. And I think that we got further from a cogent explanation than we were when we first started because we realized that it's really impossible to describe exactly what the premise of this show is. And that'll tie right in very heavily to before I hit record on this, I, I informed you that I would be incapable of giving the plot synopsis for episode four of the rehearsal. I will do my best. We're going to probably have to tackle it. And by the end, maybe we still won't agree exactly what happened because some elements felt more real than ever have on the show. And some felt a lot more staged. And I couldn't really understand what was happening because the world is spun so far off that we'll need the web telescope to catch it on its orbit as it leaves it as long ago left the station but essentially nathan fielder accomplished every man accomplished hollywood star has developed his own acting method and this is nothing new because every halfway successful actor has their own school where they promise to teach everybody how they can become a star of the screen and there's only one way to do it under Nathan Fielder, and that's by learning the Nathan Fielder method, which is 
essentially stalking, borderline illegal, super weird, a little bit intrusive, but I thought was probably more reflective of what the actual art of acting is supposed to do and what experiences on your television are actually supposed to show you than any conversation I've ever heard on television. Like you stack the meta-ness and maybe that builds you a staircase to like a deeper understanding of like how you consume art. Like that's what kind of podcast that's going to be. It's going to be tonight because it was very heady. He essentially play, he hires an actor to play himself so he can see what it's like to be a student in his class, which is unbelievable. And I think a management style, you can tell me, you know, we're off the record here. Is this something I should employ with the big lead? Absolutely. 100%. Um, I, I think the, the fielder method is really the number one, most obvious choice to improve the website with, with the show. Like you, you say you have, you have a problem or explaining what's going on. Whereas I think it's very, very straightforward. He has the through line of the season, which was a bait and switch at first because we thought it was going to be one episode for everything. But then we met Angela and we realized that he was going to become, and that's the poster of the show was him being in a rehearsal with all the fake people around him. So that's going to be the through line of the season. At least that's what it seems like right now. But then each show is going to go off in a little tangent because he's still all because, well, that's his life. You know, that's that's partially for the show, but it's also what he's going through. And then he's also doing different episodes of his television show. So this week, but also I think that everything makes perfect sense as crazy as it is. And it's because it's like you have the idea for the rehearsal. It's like, well, where are you getting all these people? Well, obviously you have a class to explain to them what they're supposed to do and you teach them how to do it. And, you know, it, it's stalking. Yes. Well, how do you know it's how do you know the class is effective? Well, you take the class and that just the parts where he's he's like, wow, Nathan's making a really good point. I really appreciate the, uh, the extra care that Nathan is giving me one on one. It's making me feel real confident uh, when he breaks the fourth wall. And but it's not even a fourth wall. It's like a fourth wall in like in like inception three dimensions removed. It's like a 17th wall or something where he starts looking at the camera and starts asking all, but these are also reasonable questions. What kind of show is this? Why are they taping the actors learning to be in the show? There's just so much going on. And uh, I, I I don't know. You Go ahead. What do, you, what do you want to talk about next? I think it's the serious stuff because like I said oh before- God. The avatar that he becomes in class, the person that he tries to inhibit in class, his mark, the person he's going to become is Thomas. And Thomas seems like an erstwhile, pretty decent human being who takes some exceptions with the Nathan Fielder method. He's not into it. He you know, has some ethics about him that it just doesn't feel right. Nathan embodies him going so far to start dressing like him in the Canadian tuxedo look with the wig, which was one of the biggest sight gags, I think, of the episode of the season, combined with maybe the full-grown vegetables in episode three. 
But he starts to talk from Thomas's perspective, okay? And he lays out all the reasons, all the haters, all the critics, all the other side of the argument, every negative thought you've had about him and understands the perspective of the people who are on his shows more than we do. And we sit here every week and we're like, okay, are you rooting for him? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Does he know what he's doing to people? This episode told me everything that I need to know that he gets it all and he's considered it all. And the things that we grapple with, he's grappled with all the time and continues to grapple in every single moment when he does these things. And I thought that that understanding of humanity and that ability to dig deep down like seven surfaces below the earth and bring that out and talk about why Thomas would be feeling this way, why a subject in one of his experiments is a more proper name than the television show would feel uncomfortable and their thought process going through this entire ordeal I thought was magic and and it hit home for me and and it was just this really I didn't know how to feel but I was just like kind of overwhelmed like at the end of Interstellar where it's like he's experiencing all these things at once and it's almost like too much I had a hard time processing it in the moment and it was this fog but I knew in that little tiny box wherever my brain went, I knew that something important was happening, not just on the screen, but with my connection to like art that I've seen. And yeah, that sounds heavy and deep and poetic and whatever, but I really felt it. And I I thought that was extremely special to get that because I've never experienced it before. Yeah. And the part where he goes through the signing of the waiver and like, why would these people sign the waiver? It's like, there's 16 people in that class 15 of them are completely fine. They're not experiencing anything bad. They're not being made fun of. You know, a couple of them are getting to tell a little joke. Um, They're just getting to show off their acting chops, maybe get a little experience out of it. But the one guy who is like, has all the good intentions in the world, he sees all these other people, why would I sign it? Well, why wouldn't I? They're all signing it. And then it just so happens that he ends up living in a house that isn't his to <laughs> with two fake bandmates so that Nathan Fielder can move into his house and it and how do you pick that one guy with all the weird stuffed animals <laughs> and that is like that is goes back to the show it's so many things but it's like there's so much of this show that is horror absolute horror like if Nathan Fielder and Jordan Peele ever teamed up I mean, who knows what they could do? It's just so crazy. Like when he goes and he starts, he's like, well, I'll just water your plants and bring in your mail. And then he's like, I'll start. I started eating like he ate and then and sleep where he sleeps. But then he continues to follow the pattern and doesn't just do that. He goes and gets the job. He goes and moves in with the fake bandmates. It's just. I'm going to do this to get the experience of being in this person. That makes sense. But most people, so many people would do this and they'd stop there and they'd just end up living in that guy's house for a couple of days. But he's like, well, no, this is his experience. I have to get his experience. So I, he keeps going as him. And then on top of that, you know, he's his son is aging nine years. 
We've all been there, or at least the parents in the movie Jack with Robin Williams are maybe the only people who have actually been there. I think Benjamin Button was a little bit different situation, but you know, the same problems. If he wasn't living on the edge, this show wouldn't be what it is. Yeah. Because the laugh lines are great. The funny parts are amazing. I think I go in every Sunday night is when I watch it, wanting to see a comedy, just wanting to get those laugh lines. I laughed harder at this episode early on than I have in any of the previous three. Like it was just rip roaring funny. Everything about it was just like that. You're watching a masterpiece. You're watching Pedro Martinez in 1999 or whatever. But the danger of all of this is unbelievable. Like it's live improv for 24, seven, 365 of this man's life. He's pushing the boundaries. It makes you feel uncomfortable. I didn't realize that this is the most dangerous television show going on right now because it is real. It touches fire. It runs its hand through the fire over and over again. It gets burned sometimes, you know, like I wonder all the negative experiences that Nathan Fielder has had that he hasn't been able to air. Like, obviously he's got some scars on him and he's not afraid of what can befall him because he has to give himself totally over to this mindset. But I think that added element of kind of watching an evil Knievel-esque figure in our lives, try to negotiate this and come out the other side with something that is going to be a fully contained story because it's going to edit and pivot to whatever happened. He just knows how to do that. And I, and I think it's, it's just like, how is he going to get his way out of this one? Or like, has he, has he poked the wrong person? You are scared for him and you wonder it's only a matter of time till he runs into a true psycho. And I think that's knowledge that everybody probably has a little bit in their mind as they're watching it, because they know that like, this could be really bad. Like they wouldn't have aired it if something terrible happened, but it's like watching this guy put himself in that situation, I think is just, you know, it's like a train wreck in a way where it's just like, you can't look away, even if you're like displeased or, you know, just kind of dreading what what's around the next bend. Yeah. There might be a better like pop culture uh, comparison, but like, I'm, I'm thinking like jackass when like they're, they have all the innocent bystanders there and, you know, sometimes, usually in Jackass, maybe like a YouTube prank show or something where you're doing something to strangers on the street and like every once in a while, somebody swings back. It's it's that kind of thing that you're kind of w- just sitting there waiting on. There's such a line that he's walking, it seems, with like almost every interaction, but also just the things he's putting himself through, like working... I mean, I can't believe he's working an entire shift at a at an acai bowl place. It's just so absurd, just the things that he's putting everyone through. Including being an absentee father. And yes. that's the next logical step of what we talk about, because as he's filming in Los Angeles up there in sleepy Oregon, his kid is growing at a rapid pace. He's essentially missed, you know, half of his life living under that roof. And when he comes back, it's a culture shock. And he chooses instead of playing out the experiment as it was originally designed, where the kids would, you know, just whatever, like be agreeable, 
there would never be any type of friction. It's like, this is a four hour job. He snatches on to breakout star. I don't know the name. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure we're going to be seeing this person again, the young actor playing Adam that Nathan got for the first time. Someone we saw his recruitment pitch. We saw him turn someone. We watched him create the Joker, get in someone's ear where it's like, come along and play with me. I want to speak to you as an actor, and I want you to experience the Nathan Fielder method. I want you to actually think about what this kid would feel like if he was neglected all those years and his dad came back. It wouldn't be, hey, dad. It would be, well, look who decided to show up in an amazing <laughs> line reading. Every goddamn thing that kid said over the last seven or eight minutes of the episode was spot on in the most magnificent choice ever. He was incredible, so much so that I understand that he's an actor, but it, it was at this point of the episode where I began to totally lose the plot because I was like, this has to be something that Fielder scripted because this kid was just too damn good at it. Like it was wild and it kind of felt like the narrative story arc, like obviously the drug OD sequence, which was fake, which would was a choice. I, I thought that was a little bit in bad taste um, for maybe for some people, but it was just kind of like, okay, how far from reality are we? How much of this is real? What actor's telling what actor, who's playing who, who's directing who, and it just became this total hodgepodge. But goddamn, that kid was amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, you're like, you know, how do they get this kid? It's like, well, they cast him. I mean, you have all when you have all the babies, it's just parents, you know, being like, whatever the hell they got, like a hundred bucks or something to watch the kid for four hours. But once you get into the teenage years, I mean, these are child actors that are getting put up for these. These are kids that are that want this role to get exposure. So, I mean, I'm sure there was a large casting call for the kids this age. And they found like 15-year-old Timothy Chalamet. And he just went, I mean, he Fielder took him aside. He's like, you know, play it real. Play it like a kid who really is upset because his father's been gone for nine years uh do you know think about one of your follow around one of your friends and get to who's who has an absentee father you know use that and he just nailed it and it, so it's it's a comedy show it's a horror show it's a reality show and it's also basically it was like the best drama on tv for like seven minutes because as this kid gets serious and, you know, he takes his direction and then Nathan, he, he starts doing his acting like as the hurt father, you know, trying to make things better and then like reacting and to the drug overdose, he set it up in the first episode or the first minute of the show with Angela talking about how she had been into alcohol and drugs as a teenager. Cause she hated her father. And it's like, I mean, did did he hear that and then pick this part or did this part and it was just a coincidence i mean i'm sure that he saw he heard that and ran with it and but also in that same that same little scene where she's making the pasta he immediately they show the part where 
she does the one one slightly weird thing which is take the one piece of pasta and cut it up with like a steak knife and he's like what are you doing right there she's like oh the noodle i'm just checking to make sure it's done it's just so absurd and so good when the kid has the drug overdose and you're like and he he's freaking out and angela's like you know she's on her computer she's dancing in her room and the kid's having a fake overdose and they carry him out and i mean he's got a fake yeah he's got the ambulance the emts and then the kid runs off and then he has then he gets in the car and goes to ask if anybody's seen the teenager and just that one little part where he's like have you seen a teenager and the guy goes no i saw an old man he goes old man no that wasn't him the commitment is amazing it's funny <laughs> that you say timothy chalamet because this kid was kind of playing chalamet's character and don't look up uh i made that yeah. connection too it was kind of crazy is there any way to go here but to have the discussion about how good an actor nathan fielder is because he's doing it from a totally different discipline and he presented why he does it that way what he gets out of it and i think that we can all understand why he's attracted to it because it is the degree of difficulty but when you see everything that he's doing the actors in his class who followed someone largely it seemed at a place of business studied their moves and did them in the class you know what i was struck by after a week of doing the jobs is how unbelievably great they were at doing the small actions like when you watch them do whatever job it was wiping a counter uh butchering meat mopping the floors whatever task it was they were so believable and the acting was better than like anything you would ever see it was like i kind of thought that that class like who knows how much of it was real and how much of it isn't just like everything else but it was worth every penny because they learned acting theory that I think is built on ultimate realism. And I think that it carried over to the performance. So it's just like, yeah, this is a joke and we're doing it for laughs. But like, if you want to be serious about it, like this is kind of like the truest form of acting there ever is. You just embody someone and figure out what it's like to be them. And you build that story and you own that reality. And it's crazy. Like even by accident, these kind of MacGuffins that he's doing, he creates these transcendent like think pieces and like treatises to about like what the artistic process is. And it seems like, was that really his intention? Did he know it was going to be that good? Like, is he that smart or am I just like giving him the benefit of the doubt or was it a happy accident? But I thought that that class probably served those actors better than any replacement class they would have taken at that community theater or whatever it was in NoHo. Yeah, I mean, it's basically just what, like, Daniel Day-Lewis does, who's, like, widely regarded as, like, one of the, if not the greatest actor of the last, like, 30 years. It's like he just embodies a role, and then when he he learns how it's done, and then he just lives as that character for, like, the entire time the movie's on. And so, I mean, it's it's not that ridiculous for like an actor to do this. And it's, it's a, it's proof that when you take these guys are all, all taking it seriously because they think, cause it's for their class and you can see they take it seriously. They get good at all this stuff and you get moments like, yeah, that's, that's two inches. Let's, uh, let's have a hand, give them a hand. Like all these little things, which are just so silly 
they're they're funny they're they seem unnecessary but they also somehow move the plot along and move keep the show moving and keep giving it different weird things that you would never expect at the end he asks angela if she's willing to go back and do this all over again uh like kind of like lost vibes there and she says yes i don't know why she's saying saying yes maybe that's just a longer vacation at the place and it's going to be more money yeah and the coming attraction teaser for the next episode suggested that the kids were going to be small again and that he was going to get a do-over <laughs> at doing this so this plot point is going to continue but it teased what i have to imagine is kind of like someone has written in to the review show asking what it's like to be married because it certainly seems like next episode is going to be nathan and angela acting as though they're in holy matrimony and having the same fights that all spouses have teased by why don't you make me a list of everything that's satanic which just was an incredible argument that you could see them having uh you know if they were together in real life um that's amazing i didn't i did not see the teaser i don't need to see it i picture it so perfectly from everything you just said i cannot wait well first i was thinking when you when you said that i'm like how the kids are gonna be small again i was thinking well what i would expect was for him to disappear for nine years again which I think would be very funny. But that means it won't happen because I'm not that smart. Uh, so them getting married, uh, you wonder how that's going to happen. Um, would he legally marry someone? Probably. I don't I Yeah, I just don't know. Uh, I love how he, like the thing with Satan has been a through line where like she is, She's against Halloween, you know, she's against Google. So I'm so I'm looking forward to it. Um it's uh, like I'm uh, every Friday night, like I I'm ready at 11 p.m. on Friday night. Um and I'm just so excited to see something I am not expecting. And that's what I'm excited for for Friday. And the last quick question before you get back to your family, um, your beach beers, uh, you know, put on that SPF, you know, you can never be too careful out there is I think it's worth at least exploring where you are right now in terms of, do you want a second season of the show? I I'm of the mindset right now that I kind of want four more or two more or whatever it is and just be out. I'm not so sure I, I want a second season of this. I feel like too much of a good thing can make it less good. Uh, but on the other hand, I, I, I hear the joy in your voice and I know how excited I am to press play. And there are limitless opportunities for him to go down any line he wants to because so he'll never need, you know, to revisit an idea for a show because this is so replicable. What do you think right now? Are are you going to want a season two or do you think this is something that you would prefer gets wrapped up neat and tidy as like this one season work of art? I think it will be wrapped up nice and tidy and being 
uh, Nathan Fielder and being HBO, I think that if, well, definitely, I mean, if enough people are watching, HBO is going to say, we want you back, do this again, whatever you want, when you have an idea. So, but I don't even, I don't even need, I don't even need the full season Angela thing. I like that first episode with core. I would watch that. I would watch eight or 10 episodes of him just dealing with one problem. There's, you can't tell me he couldn't have got a full 30 minutes or 40 minutes out of uh, our friends from last week with the, uh, I mean, just, I mean, you could do 10 minutes on uh, preparing the chicken restaurant and making the raisin canes. There's just, I, I, I mean, it's like this transcendent show. It doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be that. It can just be funny Nathan for you. Nathan for you didn't have this like overarching storyline. Um, if, if you wanted to go back and show me that like in the background of each Nathan for you episode was, <laughs> was him, uh, I don't know, learning to ride a bike or something for 10 hours, I'd watch it. Whatever he wants to do, I, 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 whatever he does next after this, I'm excited to see. If it's the rehearsal again, I will watch it. That's been Stephen Douglas. I'm Kyle Coster. We're of the big lead. You've been listening to the big stream. It'll only be a matter of time until we're back together doing our Nathan for you rewatch because there's stuff that we missed. If there's anything I'm sure yeah. of, there's a lot of stuff that we missed and underappreciated at the time because a, a monster like this does not just show up one day. Like this has always been percolating <laughs> in the background and I'm sure that the breadcrumbs are there. Maybe if we were to write a post about it, we'll be richly rewarded. That's I'm it. I'm looking forward to it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.